Welcome to Grails, a podcast by Alton Insights. My name is John Tunger, and on today's episode, we have a very special guest. We have Susan LeJudai. She is probably one of the most well-connected people in the sports card industry, from working at Beckett, Tops, now with Golden Auctions. She's just about done it all and probably knows just about everyone. She's currently the head of editorial at Golden Auctions, and we talk about everything from what they're doing, where she sees the hobby going. We talk a lot about the National, and if you have no idea what the National is, she gives a really good overview, talks about what she's doing during this National. So basically, we cover a lot of topics that are going on in the sports card industry. So an interview with Susan LeJudai. Let's get started. Like a lot of people, you know, I started collecting cards when I was a kid. And, you know, through that, I used my writing. I know it's 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 a little convoluted, but like I'm also a writer. I was a sports journalist for 15 years. So wow. while I was, you know, as a sports writer, um, I started a blog, a cardboard problem, probably about 15 years ago at this point, and just writing about trading cards. And so I was able to combine the two things I love, writing and cards. And from there, you know, you meet a lot of people through the blog. So I met people at from Beckett. And I started doing freelance work for Beckett, um, did that for about two years. And when they had an opening for their national uh, football, basketball, and hockey editor, I came on board to do that. I did that for two years, um, met a whole bunch of people, uh, made a lot of friends in the hobby, and Tops had an opening. And I'm from New York, so they're based in New York City. And I reached out to them, you know, got a job interview for a sports editor position um, and was hired. And I worked there for five years. I did not do that sports editor position for terribly long. I was there. I did it for less than a year. And then I moved over to the marketing team where I was the communications manager. Um, it's really just like handling social media. So when people were yelling at Tops about redemptions, like you were yelling at me. And so I did social media and PR and um you know, lots of interviews and podcasts such as such as this one um when I was at Tops. Um Wow. And then I moved to a different industry for uh, about a year and a half and golden auctions came calling and kind of said, Hey, how about jumping back into the card world? And, you know, it was like, well, I never really left. So sure. <laughs> so I right. and started working for golden where now I'm the head of editorial. And part of that is overseeing the team that does the uh, descriptions for all the lots on the website, as well as then helping create content to put out into into the world for you know different types of people card collectors you know veterans and first for you know people who are just coming into the hobby and you know just sharing my love of cards with everybody else so that they can love it the same way i do so you're probably have got to be one of the most well-connected people in the industry from like ground level, all these different companies. I want to talk more about what exactly what you do with Golden and editorially where you guys are going. But I think there's a lot of people and listeners that want to get to the spot that you're even in, right? Where you're working for these companies because they're falling in love with the hobby or they've been in love with it. They're like, can I make this my job? For someone that's worked at all the major top companies close to it. What would you tell someone who wants to break into the industry? What would be a good place to start? Sure. I mean, it's what is it that you want to do? Do you want to write about cards? Do you want to do videos about cards? Do you want to do podcasts about cards? You know, the way the internet is and social media, 
and the way people consume content, that there's space out there for people to do what they love. It doesn't necessarily need to be with a golden or with tops or with Beckett, but you can put yourself out there the way you want to be seen. So if you want to, you're looking at the world and you're like, man, you know what? I'll give you a good example. Like Sam over at Women the Hobby, like her Instagram account, like people have asked me for, for years, like, how do you get more women in the hobby? And my answer was like, oh, just treat them the same way. And it's true. Just treat them the same way. Like treat them how you would treat a regular guy collector rather than be like, oh, here's this shiny Chrome card. But the cool thing she did is not just treating people the same way, but highlight those voices, highlight and promote those women in the hobby. And like, it's it's a cool account and if you, like I love following because I love seeing all like the different like female collectors who are out there and like the different things they're collecting and I think that's what you have to do like find the niche even within this hobby is a niche you know like but find the niche within the niche to really promote because yeah. it, it's gonna make you stand out and it's gonna catch the eye of a golden auctions or of the tops or a panini or you know a different company that you know is looking to expand their content yeah and just start just start writing when you're looking at with golden content right head of editorial that's a lot of fun what are the stories that you are most excited to capture as things are blowing up um so I'm the type of person that I love learning about new things. As, as, as long as I've been in the hobby, there's still so much to learn. You know, I was literally just like scrolling through like our current auction and just like, you know, just checking things, making sure everything looks okay. And I ran into a card I've never seen before, which, you know, it's crazy yeah. to think, but like this happens to me all the time, right? I'm not a- What was the card? Person. Well, I'm not a big vintage person. Like I'm, I'm way more into modern and like 90s stuff, but this is so, so like- like lots of times there's a vintage cards that always capture, capture, my, capture my attention. And in this case, it's uh, I'm actually looking at it right now. It's on my computer. It's Lot 103, 1954, Red Heart, Mickey Mantle. Um, it's a gorgeous vintage card. And I was like, as soon as I clicked, I was like, what is this? Like, I've never seen this card. And it's just like one of these like sort of quirky, you know, like regional offerings. And it, it's just so cool because it's like, I, I've never seen this card before. And it's the kind of thing that like you sort of end up like, falling down the rabbit hole a little bit as you like try to learn more stuff about it and that's what I love actually like about working at golden auctions that I'm always seeing things or learning new things that despite writing and collecting and doing everything with cards for over a decade there's still many things I have a lot to learn about a lot of listeners like when we pull back the curtain um of, at like places like golden or panini tops uh what is your your day-to-day look like when you're when you hop into work what's that day to day um you know it's it's all day and i say that like in the most pleasant way possible but it's kind of like you're always on you know um i obviously make time for family so i'm not gonna say that like but you know i get up in the morning and i'm checking emails you know responding to emails you know and, and i'm making sure my team has everything with it that they need um to get through the rest of the day because it's they're long days because, you know, as you said, there's thousands of lots getting put into these auctions and, you know, the team is working on the descriptions for them. So we, we make sure that, you know, everybody has what they need to get through the day. Um, and then like on certain days, like maybe I'm doing a podcast or maybe I'm doing a video for golden auctions. Um, you know, I just did a video of like top five tips for the national. Um, so it's just, it's, it's, it's a little different every day because, you know, 
you it's you never know what you're gonna see or what you're gonna come across especially like i said when it comes to cards and memorabilia which is also makes it fun because um if it was the same thing every day i think i would get bored super quick so and part of your day-to-day is going to fun things like the national i think there's a lot of listeners that maybe don't know what the national is they hear it's a card show right we have a lot of people that maybe invest in stuff like comic books or video games uh rare art that also listen to the podcast why why is the national so significant and not just another Ooh, card show? i mean i don't know if this podcast will be long enough for that because <laughs> the national so the national is like a card show it is a card show like it is but it's a card show with like San Diego Comic-Con sort of mixed in as well. So it's not just about the cards. You're going to have crazy memorabilia there. You're going to have like autograph signings, like hundreds of different athletes and celebrities come through to do autograph signings. Um, And then you also have companies who also present to do really fun things with the public. So like you said, like, okay, yes, I work at Golden Auctions and like, you know, you get to go to the office and see these cool cards. But then when you go to the National, like you get a peek behind that curtain, which is really cool. So this year at the the National, Golden Auctions is going to do a bunch of things, right? So the first thing is you're going to come to the, be able to come, there's two different booths at Golden. You come to the booth and you get to see all these amazing different items that are going to be previewed. So you get to preview see what's going to be coming in auctions that aren't live yet so a hank aaron jersey from his last season that he ever played with the braves pretty incredible considering you know he broke the home run record during that season um literally cards worth millions of dollars are going to be on display like for me like i can't afford that so this like working on golden is the only chance i get to see these cards in person but it's gonna be cool because like you're also gonna be able to take pictures with these cards like we're setting up a selfie station so you could be like hey check out my really cool check out this three million dollar lebron james card that i'm never gonna be able to breathe on again so here's my cool picture and you know you post it on instagram um and then we're doing a like a private meet and greet with uh, soccer legend, soccer great Ronaldinho. Um, you, you'll see a yeah. lot of that throughout the show too, as well. Like people, like different companies having meet and greets and different having exciting things. And you know, it's a chance to talk to the people that work for the company. So like, if you know Golden Auctions, like you've probably seen Ken Golden's like live Instagram videos. Ken's gonna be at the show now, so like here, here's your chance to be like. Hey Ken, big fan of your, you know, <laughs> of your, of your live rock springs with your son, or like your cool state of the hobby, or anything, and like have a chance, to like pick the minds of like these experts, people who you never really get a chance to talk to before, um, and also do consignments. Like um, cons- you could do, we're having a consignment contest, so to speak, um, for every ten thousand dollars of value of items you bring to consign at the booth, you'll be entered into like a high end box break. Um, which is like, again, boxes I've never opened in my life, um, which include like 1993 SP baseball, which has Derek Jeter's like most coveted rookie card. And if anybody who knows me, they know I'm a giant Derek Jeter collector. So I'm excited for that one. Um, including 2000. And you can sign your own cards in your own contest. (laughs) I mean, if somebody pulls that card, they can, but I me i don't i like my cards are my cards like that's my collection <laughs> they're not going anywhere mm. um and then the 2000 sp football which has tom brady a rookie yeah. card yeah and then 96 97 top scroll basketball which you know kobe bryant's awesome rookie card which you know 
Golden had sold a refractor black label 10 for several million dollars. So, you know, so from the content side, you just have to be like praying fingers crossed, like pull what, like a Tom Brady rookie card in this exclusive box. It's like, if you're, if you're there in the booth, make sure you have a camera out, you know, because we want to capture every angle, everything that we could possibly get for this content. Cause it's going to be kind of hoping wow. fingers crossed, you know, they're going to be some really crazy pulls. So that's the national so is, that's just a little microcosm of the national. Like that's what's happened at the golden booth. So now times that by like 50 and that's what you have going. That's the national sports collectors convention. And from someone that's been in it so long from the financial side of the card market, how does the national typically affect that? Right. Cause it seems like all this attention cards getting flipped all over the place. What, how does that affect the financial Yeah, I think this year is, is sort of like, it's a little bit different than in years past. You know, this will be my ninth national. So I've gotten to see sort of like, you know, I've watched I've watched this hobby grow. And it's it's been great because like, you know, for the longest time, this is, this is what I've been hoping for. What we're doing now, this is what I've been hoping for. This is all I've ever wanted to see with this hobby is for it to grow and shine. So cool. And, you know, at the national, you know, you could find really cool deals. There was one year at the national where I'm looking in somebody's case and they're like, oh, buy any three cards in this case for like 10 bucks total. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'm looking through and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take this card and this card and this Clayton Kershaw, you know, Alan Ginter rookie auto. And they're like, okay, so, and you know, and I'm like, sold, great. At the time though, it's like, oh, but it's Clayton Kershaw. Like, like in my mind, I'm like, he doesn't get enough love. I'm going to buy this card and like scroll it away. Yeah, I still have that card because like. And for 10 bucks. 10 bucks. It was three cards for 10 bucks. Yeah. Not going to find that this year. No. Like, I also think that people are a lot smarter. Not that sellers aren't smart. I don't want to put it. I don't want to like down. I just think that everybody's a lot smarter about what they have and also like buyers are a lot smarter too. So I think that people are going in with a lot of knowledge in these shows because you could also like, it used to be a time where like dealers would just have tons of stuff and it was just sort of impossible to know what they have and everything. And a buyer would be like, Hey, how about, you know, the, you know, negotiate some cool deal and they'll get a great deal out of it. Cause like the buyer's like, the seller's like, yeah, okay. You know what? It's more than I paid for it. So I'm gonna take the deal. I just think that everybody's just a lot more informed now. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. What is your plan? What are you, are you hanging out in the golden booth? Are you walking around trying to find deals? What What are you doing for your ninth national? So lots of hanging out in the golden booth, lots of working, um, might be crying a little bit, but because <laughs> it's a lot of standing, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, we're, I'm going to wear sneakers. So hopefully uh, my feet will feel okay by the end of the show. But no, I'll be hanging out in the golden booth for most part. You know, every once in a while, I'll be able to sneak away. Luckily, like I said, there's a lot of people who know I'm a Derek Jeter collector. So what happens is somebody will spot a booth with like a bunch of Jeter cards and give me like, hey, by the way, you know, booth, you know, 1025 has a, a box of Jeter cards. So when I get a free moment, I'll sneak away and go check out that booth to see if, um, you know, what the collections looks like. But the cool thing about the National is like, this is really the first well, for, it's been two years since national, but like this, every national is kind of like a chance to see your friends. You know, these are people I talk to all year long. And then the national gives me a chance to see them for, in person, you know, once a year. So it's like, it's like a big family reunion in a way. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the hot topics you think people are going to be talking about? Right. I mean, it's a lot of stuff we see on Twitter, but 
this is where you get all the biggest brains in the same room. Like, yeah, what, what are some of the biggest questions that people are, are debating? How do we keep this going? You know, is it, is it sustainable? I think that's a real question. You know, the people, you know, people like, oh, like everything was super hot in March and then like, oh, the market's collapsing and oh, there's a correction, you know, and, and things are coming back and Otani's crazy hot and soccer's, you know, it's like, so it's like, which part of the hobby and people want to know if it's sustainable. Um, I think that's always a big question, you know, like, can we keep this going? Um I think things also kind of like settle a little bit around this time of year and they'll pick up again, like come fall and winter that that it's, it's cyclical and it happens that way every year. Um, So I think that for a lot of newcomers who are investing in the hobby, I think that's something to keep in mind that, you know, this time of year is a little tough for cards as far as like pricing goes, because all the sports are essentially done other than baseball. Baseball kind of has a lull even after, after the all-star game from like all-star to, to really playoffs, like realistically. Um, and then come September, you know, late September, October, things around all the sports really start picking up again. Yeah. Football's back in full swing. Yeah. Football's back. Basketball's back. Hockey's back. Um, hockey hasn't really gotten the love as the other sports have, have gotten, but you know, all the mm-hmm. big four sports in the U S are back. And I think that's super helpful. And then people aren't traveling, you know, I think people are traveling more this year than obviously they did last summer for obvious reasons. Um, but then there's less travel, you know, you're home, kids are back in school, you know, you have a lot of things to take care of, you know, others are back in college, you know, a lot of college kids are sitting there like after classes, like scrolling eBay and like checking out golden auctions to see like what kind of deals they can find and that kind of stuff. So I think once September comes, it'll pick back up again. But I think that'll be a big question people ask around the hobby. And what do you think? Like, especially... You're on the side that is pushing a lot of content that does even push the market up more. What? Do you, how do you think you can make it, or how do you think it can become scalable and actually continue to grow? Um. Yeah, you know, I think there's the interesting thing about this is like you can come into this hobby and enjoy it, but there's so much. Like I said, I'm still learning, but still, there's such a learning curve to when you first jump into this hobby to understand like all the new terminology, all the new things that like different products i mean god like panini puts out like 100 products a year you know like between all the different sports (laughs) they have it's insane so i think what you need to help those people like you know the learning curve is pretty steep what can we do to make it less steep for them and be and for the content creators to be more accessible to help people with their questions yeah yeah i mean even when i got in i was just focusing on football and it took so long to be like, which products, mid-market, top-end market, uh, you know, like players, oh, a contender ticket. I think that looks dumb, but I guess that's really popular. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so just all the different stuff. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what I find fun as well, and now you're seeing Golden expand into video games, comics. So someone who got in with the sports cards in mind, that was always your focus. Now you're pivoting and looking at these other asset classes. Uh, how, what is your opinion on those type of things? You know, I, it's funny because like we're talking about like, oh, I know cards and this and that. And that's why I know I don't know much about comics and video games and, and that. And I'm having my education now. And it's like I'm getting to learn about all these assets. And it's really fun because like I love video games, but I never considered video games like along that line you know like i played nintendo games as a kid and i'm like man really wish i didn't open them up and play the heck out of them (laughs) like i could have been doing all right 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 now but um i think it's really exciting and 
I love it because I'm a collector at heart for like really anything. So seeing people like really super involved with the comics and I, I get the importance of them. Like, so when I'm reading a description, like somebody wrote up for one of our lots about like either video game or comic, like I get, I get, I get excited about it. I get psyched because I'm like, man, that's, that's, that's cool. Like, Oh, this is the first time the Hulk appeared in the comic. That's amazing. Right. So I get excited about that too. Cause I get it. Like I get it as a collector at heart. Like I get why people would be excited about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And are now that you're learning more and more, you're like, I got to get my hands on some of this. And if so, what are you, what are you looking at? For me, like, while I get it, I don't think it's something I would personally just collect just because it doesn't fit within my stuff. Like I love sports. Sports is my big thing. Um, but if I was ever to, it would probably, so probably be like if there was a special mass effect game mm. that was like a collector's con- uh, uh, edition that was like very valuable that's what i probably would collect from the video game world because i that was my favorite video game series ever i do have like apparel from mass effect i have like uh action figures so if mass effect ever came on the market as like a cool collector's uh edition that they were looking to sell that's probably something i would end up buying because i I do love it. all right if you've got something you're listening to this tweet at her and uh send her your awesome mass effect graded game or something that would be fun um pulling back that curtain a little bit more just with golden because I think so many listeners are just curious, and I know you might have to be careful when you're talking about some of this stuff, but after the recent acquisition, um, you know, Ken Golden, all-star superhero of the hobby, all this kind of stuff, what are you seeing, how are you seeing that change Golden Auctions moving forward? You know, I've only been with Golden Auctions since March, so I was like, I haven't seen the, you know, dramatic changes from even six months ago that, you know, people who've been with the company for a long time talked about. But one of the things that I've been really fascinated about and actually has like sort of like warmed my heart a little bit in this in this hobby world is how important that they find their role in the hobby and the things that they're doing. So like for an example, if there is a card that is questionable or piece of memorabilia is questionable, they they'll pull it from the auction, even if it's something that's going to make them five figures, six figures it'll get pulled from the auction and they take that role seriously, which for me, I was like, when I was like in these conversations, listening to these things, I was fascinated by this because like, not that I didn't think they wouldn't do that. It was just how important they, 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 they know that doing the wrong thing would be. And like, maybe not, you know, it's like sort of better safe than sorry kind of thing. And I think with the acquisition, that's only going to be more important, you know, transparency and just ensuring that like people know what they're getting is accurate and legit. And, you know, I do trust that they're going to be making decisions that are going to be good for this hobby, because at the end of the day, if the hobby isn't doing well, they're not doing well. Right. Right. Like that's just the reality of the situation. So it's, you know, they want to see this hobby grow along with everybody else and continue this like crazy path that, you know, has been on for the last two years. Right. It's exciting for the future of all of these different cards and other alternative assets that people like you who are passionate, stoked, have been in it for a long time, um, are really a lot of the driving force behind the industry. I, I'm excited. I'll be submitting my first card here to Golden um, I'm talking with one of the the reps right now. So I uh, got a two out of ten 
I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast, uh, rated rookie auto. And so going to be sending that in and fun experience for me, like even wondering what it's comped at and all this stuff. So you guys have been great and so responsive. So I'm excited to, to have my first card hit auctions here sometime soon. That's awesome. I'm excited. I mean, I'm intrigued to hear about your, um, sort of journey through it too, to see how that all went for you. Cause, um, I've never been on that side of it again. I'm a collector at heart and like keep all them close. So yeah. <laughs> I've never been through that process with, uh, with Golden. So, uh, I'll be interested in the journey. For the lawyers in the back, a quick disclaimer. You understand that by listening to this podcast, you are not receiving financial advice. No content published here constitutes a recommendation that any particular security, transaction, or investment strategy is suitable for any specific person. You alone are solely responsible for determining whether an investment, security, or strategy, or any other product or service is appropriate or suitable for you based on your investment, objectives, and personal financial situation. Please speak with a financial advisor to understand if the risks inherent in trading are appropriate for you. Trade at your own risk. Bum, bum, bum.